Hello and welcome to another edition of the Tip Off. I'm Simon, and joining me as I always do is Ethan and Chris. How you guys doing today? Good yeah, time. How are you? I am just fine. Ready to uh, get into our huge hit and hit or miss week that we did not do well on at all. Well, let's hear some buzzes. Yep. Get, let's get used to this sound. So let's start it off. Oh, we'll start off with the guest predictions since we had our first guest prediction come off the board of this season. Guest predictor Roy said that DeMar DeRozan would not be on the Spurs by the trade deadline. He is still on the Spurs, so that puts the uh, guest predictors at 0 for 1 on the season. We'll go to Arnov. Rough week for Arnov. Better than some, though, I will say that. Let's start with... He said that Rudy Gobert would be traded from the Utah Jazz by the trade deadline. Made that a while ago, back when everyone thought Gobert and Donovan Mitchell hated each other. So, so should almost get penalized for that one not coming true. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> he also said that Buddy Heald would be traded to the Philadelphia 76ers by the trade deadline. And he said that the Minnesota Timberwolves would miss the playoffs, but he added on that they'd win at least 36 games. Can no longer get to that mark. So Arnav was 0 for 3 on the week. That puts him at 4 for 12 on the season and drops his percentage down to 33%. But he still has 10 points. We'll go to me. Very rough week for me. Kind of the motto of my season so far. I said Are you in Brad- last place? Oh yeah. <laughs> I said I said that Bradley Beal would be traded to the Nets by the 2021 trade deadline. James Harden kind of took his place. I also said that the Wolves would win no more than ten games this season. They're up to twelve now. Pretty miraculous. That almost seems unfair that you're wrong on that one. Also, I said that the Wolves would acquire either Devin Booker or Zach Levine by the trade deadline. Summer 2020 was very, it was a very optimistic time for the Timberwolves, I would say. I would say. Um, (laughs) I also said that the Lakers would acquire Chris Paul by the trade deadline. Shortly after that prediction, he got traded to the Suns. I also said that Gophers will fire Richard Bettino, but I said they would hire Ryan Saunders. (laughs) And finally, I said that John Collins would be traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves by the trade deadline. (laughs) And that ends a rough 0 for 6 week for me. It puts me at one for thirteen on the season, which is eight percent and two points. Not even Wiggins could do this bad. <laughs> Not even Gorgie Jang. Hey man, bring back Gorgie. And Chris, we'll get to you to uh, round out our hit or miss week. You had a okay week. But like me, you were also in the optimistic Wolves 
summer last summer. So you said that the Minnesota Timberwolves would acquire Ben Simmons by the trade deadline. Yeah. And in a in a separate prediction, you said that the Wolves would acquire either Ben Simmons or Devin Booker by the trade deadline. You also said that Anthony Edwards would be traded by the trade deadline. <laughs> However, you did say that the Wolves would make no trades by the deadline. <laughs> that's that's covering your that's covering yourself. <laughs> yes, you did cover yourself pretty nicely there. And we rated that a two. And you went one for four on the week, and that puts you at four for 16 on the season and your shooting percentage stays at 25 percent and you are leading in points with 12 points ethan you are still shotless on the season wow but that should change in the very near future i hope absolutely unless the tournament just suddenly gets canceled (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that, that would be something. But speaking of Ethan, let's start with you on Write That Down. Sure thing. Uh, for my first prediction, I think that the New York Jets will not finish last in their division next season. New York Jets will not finish last. Zach Wilson, huh? Quarterback I mean, out of yeah. BYU, kind of showing out in his pro day the other day, I saw yeah, they'll they'll have tough competition with the Dolphins, Patriots, Bills. I it'll be tough for them not to, but I, I think that the they'll really turn their luck around next season. Okay, well, I'll give it a two. I will also give it a two. We'll see how this rookie wow. quarterback I, does. I was I was expecting better. I was expecting better. <laughs> hey man, I'm not sold on the Dolphins yet. It's the NFL. Tua's got to show me more. Like, he doesn't have Fitzpatrick anymore to uh, save him in the fourth quarter. So that's a two for that prediction. Chris, we'll go to you for your first prediction. There are some very big sporting events coming up. And my first prediction will be Justin Thomas will win the Masters. We will take a little break so I can do some research. On <laughs> who Justin Thomas is? It, it, it's it's a it's it's a golf tournament, so it's really hard to pick the winner. He's not like an overwhelming okay, favorite or anything. Right, like I'll that. give it a one. I'll Come on, it, and I'll these are all fours. These are all fours. I'll give it a three, just just okay, because it's random. I okay. no it, 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 three, a three is minimum for picking the winner of the Masters. I mean, it's a four. So if you pick the winner. Even if you pick the favorite, <laughs> I I give it a three. There, there's like a hundred. There's like two hundred golfers teeing off to see who's gonna win the Masters. I am looking up Justin Ma- uh, Thomas Master odds right now. Has he ever won? Has he ever won at Masters? I don't know. I don't think so because I think I would have heard of him. He is a good golfer though. So are a lot of Masters. Right. Oh, he has one major win. He's currently ranked second in the world, Three. and Thomas has made the cut all five times. He has traveled to Magnolia Lane. He finished 39th in 2016, 22nd in 2017, 17th in 2018, in and 12th in 2019. 
and fourth last fall. So he's gone that, up every year pretty drastically. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, he's he been can be stellar throughout and... the season, only missing the cut once in 10 starts. And he's tied for third with you know, best odds with John Rom at 11 to 1. Only behind yeah. Dustin Johnson, who's got means eight to one have... odds, and Bryson DeChambeau at nine to one odds. That means my that means the chances are like less than eleven to one. I mean, I don't know. Just just saying. Based off all of that information, I will give this a three. Okay. Yeah, it's still a three. All right. All right. We'll go to Arnov for his first prediction. He said that Boston will have. Home court advantage in the playoffs this season. And he made a note that they are currently the A seed in the Eastern Conference right now. Hmm. Just thinking they're a big, big comeback here. And it's all pretty close in the Eastern Conference, though. So, well, we, we got about two months to play, too, a little under two months of regular season basketball, too. Yeah, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give this. A two because I don't, I'm not sold on the teams that are in front of them, or at least quite a few of them. And Jason Tatum's a superstar, right? <laughs> I'll grant it. Yeah, I'll give he's it. A, I'll he's give at it. least the star. I'll give it a two too. I think that you know they all Boston always does well in free agency too. Yeah, I, I like the two as a rating for that prediction. So I, not that mine matters, but I will also give that a two. For a two for that prediction. For my first prediction, write this down. Both Jalen Suggs and Chet Holmgren will go top three in their respective draft classes. Okay. So this is over a year parlay. Yep. But and top three. Jalen is projected five right now. Hmm. I, I'll still give this a three. Yeah, it's almost a four, but I, I think it's a three too. Jalen. He almost had a triple double last. Jalen's gonna go in the top. Jalen's gonna go in the top three. It's just a question of there's a lot that can happen for Chet Holmgren between now and the draft. So I think now in his draft. Yeah, and, and you know Jalen, he could still get injured or something too. So you know there's lots that can happen. Yeah. But it's still a three because I think if everything just played out as it should, that's probably the way it would work. So not a four. So that is a three for that prediction. We will go back to you, Ethan, for your second prediction. Sounds good. My second prediction is somewhat related. It's about Gonzaga's upcoming game. I think that UCLA will score no no more than 60 points in their upcoming game against Gonzaga in the Final Four, and they will lose. UCLA will score no more than 60 against Gonzaga? Yes. Okay. I know I, I'm not sold on the 60 thing, but I do believe they will get <laughs> crushed. But I mean in in um in UCLA's last game they, they scored less than 60 in a win. Yeah, but but when one team is a high scoring team, it seems like it usually brings the other team up. But yeah, that's part of why I I think Gonzaga will win by that much. <laughs> But I, um, I think that should at least bring its its rating to a two. <laughs> well, I think I'm definitely going to give you a two on that. Yeah. Mm, I'm, I, was trying to look up, I was trying to look up 
UCLA's points per game. Oh, Something fine. I should have just, done for just, your just prediction the other week, Chris. After you said that Gonzaga would score at least 85 points in the finals. And then what do I know? I'm watching the games the next day, and Gonzaga's average is 95 points per game. <laughs> but it is the finals, you know. That's always more pressure. It's always lower scoring. True, true. <sighs> Not when you're as dominant as Gonzaga is. But did you rate this, Chris, or you want me to start? Uh, I thought I just what's what's the prediction? I forgot. You said uh, UCLA will score oh, no the, more the, than oh. sixty points. Oh yeah, I'm I'm giving this a two. I already rated that. I'll also give it a two, teetering on a one, but I think two is a solid prediction. I was teetering on a three. Not Chris really. Will, Chris will go to you for your second prediction. Okay. This one I, I I don't feel like good about. I'm thinking of changing it. Actually, I just I should just go with my because you guys are gonna rate it bad no matter who I pick. This is I I'm this is kind of predicting an upset a little bit, even though it would be hard to call it an upset. But Roger Federer will win men's Wimbledon title. That name actually yeah, sounds familiar. So yeah, so, yeah I've heard the name. I don't think it's that much of an upset. What? We both well, heard of Federer. Yeah, well, I mean, he is he is he is an all time legend in tennis, but he's kind of getting old. And I'll give it his uh, odds of, really quick. I'll give it a three without even knowing. Right. He is fifth right now at nine to one odds, well, which isn't three good. Also. Yeah. So that is a three for that prediction. We'll go to Arnov for his second prediction, which he has. The Denver Nuggets will win the Western Conference this season. Um, the Nuggets will make the finals, come out of the West, beat Lakers, beat Clippers, beat whoever has to come in their tracks, and they will make the finals. I'll give that a three. I'll give that a four, so I can decide. I will give it a three. With all of the injuries right now, I think that we got to see how everyone comes back and who's going to even be healthy for the playoffs. But I like that uh, Nuggets roster now with Aaron Gordon. I think Jokic can really help open things up for him. A lot of lobs at the rim for Gordon, which is kind of... That's that's going to cost him a game, though. It's it cost quarter, Nuggets a great it seemed like every any yep. possible trade with Aaron Gordon made the team that acquired him one less win. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> trade machine logic. That's right. So that is a three for that prediction. For my second prediction, write this down. The 49ers will draft a quarterback in the first round and trade Jimmy Garoppolo this season. Or this offseason. Okay. I seem to remember a similar prediction. Maybe I'm wrong. Something um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, back. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give this a three. Yeah, this is a three for me too. And I don't think the they're record, gonna, I don't think they're gonna trade Garoppolo. I think they might cut Garoppolo. I think they might. And and actually, I really don't. Even if they draft a quarterback, I think they'll keep Garoppolo for a year. And off the record, I've got a team for him to go to too. I almost wanted to put him. Put put the team in this prediction. Actually, screw it. 
I will. I'll actually throw this team in. 49ers will draft a quarterback in the first round and trade Jimmy Garoppolo to the New England Patriots. Jimmy's going back to Bill Belichick. This is definitely a four now, but I'm going to laugh so hard. (laughs) Everything about this prediction is right. except All right. I'll give it a four, too. What the heck? Even though they just re-signed Cam Newton, I don't think Bill Belichick sold. And I think he wants his boy Jimmy G back in the red, white, and blue, red, silver, and blue. And we will see what happens. That's a four for that prediction. We will go back to Ethan for your third and final prediction. My final prediction is that the Houston Rockets will finish last in the Western Conference this season. So they will fall below the Timberwolves. I give this a one. I also give it a one. Because they clearly they clearly won everything lose. they possibly <laughs> possible to lose. Yeah. The Timberwolves the other night, twenty-two to zero run. Yeah. And they yeah. it, it was almost apparent that they were almost going jet like on or it's almost like do it better than the Jets did, but early in early in the season or midway through the season last year, the Jets clearly looked like they were trying to tank. They kind of I think it fell away from it at the end, broke New York fans' hearts. But I think that second next night's Timberwolf effort was they were really they were just trying to win the mental game with Houston by playing so bad that forced Houston to win. <laughs> and ironically, this is eerily similar to one of Arnav's predictions. But we'll let we'll let you go first, Chris. Okay. With your third I, and I final predict, prediction. My third and final prediction. Marco Andretti will win the Indy five hundred. I'll give it a four. I have no idea who it is, but four for me, because I feel like the Indy five hundred is hard to predict. It is very hard to predict. Marco Andretti, though, his father was probably the most famous Indy 500 racer. I don't even, may even be his grandfather. I don't even know. Mario Andretti. All right. Like the other two predictions that you've made, I'm looking up odds. And he is, as of uh, August 17th, he was 10 to 1. But I'll give it a 3. Wait, did you go a four, Ethan? He did. Yeah, I'll give it a three. Yeah, I did. For a three point five on that prediction, we'll let we'll let Arnov. I wonder if Arnov's ever heard of the Indy Five Hundred. You think that's a global uh, event, sporting event? Well, um, I, I I think there's a chance of it. I think it is somewhat global if you're into racing, which probably isn't but well we will see but as of now that's a 3.5 for Arnav's third and final prediction he said that the rocket the Houston Rockets will have a worse record than the Minnesota Timberwolves <laughs> that's basically the same prediction I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give that a three 
<laughs> yes, I'm, I'll give it a four. Yeah. Did say this was his home run prediction too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we'll have to say. See, the, he does ha- he does make a slightly more bold prediction than you because you just said they will finish behind the Timberwolves. No, he, actually, Ethan said yeah, so he said that. Yeah, I, Ethan's I, is a little I, more daring. What Ethan is, said yeah. Houston would finish last in the Western Conference. Oh, okay. Which that's true. which is implying the same thing, but right. It's not yeah, I don't. Exactly really, I the have same. a distinction without a difference. <laughs> Hey man, a month ago we all thought the Timberwolves were a lock for that worst uh, spot, and no. they still might be. Like, <laughs> I don't think they're know, a lock anymore. I know everyone's uh, over here praising Finch like he saved the Timberwolves' season, but I'm not convinced yet. He's won three games. <laughs> like. Gotta show me a little more. I don't know why everyone else loves him so much right now. But that will be a one for me. I agree. Of course. It's only only fair. So that gives that prediction a one. For my third and final prediction, write this down. Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell will play at least 10 games together this season which would double which would double their all-time games played together in the nba i'll give that i'll give that uh a three (laughs) i'll give it a two (laughs) could still happen this season wait his free comes back from the fracture grid Are, are they both back right now no, D'Angelo Russell is still out. I think that he's going to be out through next week, is what I heard. Jeez. At least. I, pre- I, predict, I predict that he won't even come back this season. I almost predicted that, but... <laughs> I, I had a prediction a couple weeks ago because I thought it was going to come back sooner, which I had to ditch because it would have been wrong already. <laughs> So that is a 2.5 for that prediction, and we will await Arnav's rating for that. I got to write that down for next week. I got to write it down this week. Predict that Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell will never play another game together in their career. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's that's actually, I could see that happening. Cat demanding a trade after this season, after they don't play together for the rest of the season, because when D'Angelo Russell comes back, Cat will suffer some sort of injury, probably like a left ear injury <laughs> that will keep him out for the rest of the season. He'll get in a car accident. <laughs> and then we'll go back to watching the Catless Wolves with D'Angelo Russell. They win more games that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely have a better winning percentage, I would say. Less games, but let's take a little break and come back with our winners and losers of the trade deadline. <laughs> Thank you. 
Welcome back to the tip-off, and we are about to, since the trade deadline happened um, a little less than a week ago, we are going to go over our winners and losers of the trade deadline. So, Chris, if you had one team that you would say had the best trade deadline, what team would you say? Well, um, since my main focus is the Timberwolves, I would say that they are the winners for not making the undoubtedly stupid trade they would have, ma- they could have made or would have made if they had made a trade. So I think they're better off not making a trade. So I think they win. And it seems like every other team made a trade. So maybe being the one that didn't is good. So you think that the Wolves benefited from not trading? Or not, not making a change at the deadline and sticking with their yeah. 12-win roster? Given that they don't really know what they have, and and sometimes it, sometimes it could just pay just to like not, not change everything. It seems like they have some developing, budding talent and maybe give it a chance to blossom together rather than make some stupid trade, you know, that they would make. That would be ridiculous, and they would do something stupid, like trade for D'Angelo Russell or something. Man, those that terrible front office, I tell you. <laughs> what about you, Ethan? What team do you think won the trade deadline? I like to see the Blazers trading for Norman Powell. That's a good addition for them heading into the playoffs since he has that uh, finals experience. I definitely, I mean, Gary Gary Trent was a valuable asset, no doubt, but I think that Norman Powell definitely gives them another uh, leader for and another score for that um, Portland roster that heavily depended on C.J. McCollum and Dan Lillard to carry their scoring outputs. But I think that Norman Powell can definitely come in and hit shots and won't, won't uh, waver in the big games because he has that prior experience, like you said. Yeah. But I definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm I definitely like that uh, trade for both sides because I think Gary Trent will be a good, could be a good player on a good roster, which he was last year. Didn't you send me something like that? His dad was traded to the same team on the same day. It like, a certain number of years before, like 10 years prior or something, or in the same yes, year of the NBA or something crazy like that? Yes, I believe it was like 30 years ago or something, 20 years ago, 20-some 20, 20 years ago. Gary Trent Sr. was traded from Portland to Toronto, just like his son was, on the same trade deadline, or at the same trade deadline. In the same year of him being in the NBA. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. We'll like in his, uh, both in his third year. Yeah. It's like there's a glitch in the Matrix. <laughs> in yeah. 1998, Gary Trent Sr. was traded to the Raptors 41 games into his third NBA season. 23 years later, Gary Trent Jr. gets traded from Portland to Toronto 41 games into his third NBA season. Yep. So same number of games, same season or same season that they have been in the league. 
23 years apart. Pretty wild. For my winner, I would have to probably say I really like what the Heat did. Miami did at the deadline, getting Victor Oladipo for basically nothing from the Rockets. Really disappointed in Houston. In fact, I am deeming Houston the loser of the trade deadline because of what they turned James Harden into. And I just think they could have could have gotten a little better haul for Oladipo than they actually did, which ended up being Kelly Olynyk and Avery Bradley in a pick swap, I believe, with Miami. So I would definitely think say Miami did very well at the trade deadline. I also like the Bulls adding Vucevic to the roster. I want to see that chemistry between Levine and Vucevic. See how far that Bulls roster could go. Because I think that that could be a young, exciting playoff team this season and for seasons to come. And Denver also adding Aaron Gordon. And I like that. I think Jokic can open a lot of either get him to get an get him an open three because Gordon can hit the open three pointers or even a lob dunk at the rim, which we know Aaron Gordon is very good at, and he also changed his number to fifty because he is the most he has the most fifty point dunk attempts in the slam dunk contest. So he now reps mm. number fifty as his jersey number. Living in the past. Yep. He he also <laughs> has zero slam dunk wins. Yeah. Slam dunk contest wins, which is pretty amazing that you can have the most fifty point dunks yet not win a slam dunk contest. It was it was sort of, it should have been a draw between him and Levine in the second year. Yeah, I would say that that, that that was the best dunk contest in my lifetime. One of the best all time, no doubt. But I think that he got, he got Dwayne weighted his, in his uh, one that he lost against Derek Jones Jr. last, last year, I believe, 2022 dunk contest yeah that when he dunked over taco fall i think that he kind of got he kind of got fleeced on that one but i think the one with levine was a lot closer than that one was but those are trade deadline winners and losers and the nets just keep adding former all-stars to their roster with the addition of LaMarcus Aldridge, who made his debut tonight in a 30-point blowout. I think uh, that was a good that was a good ad. Yeah, really. I was really not expecting the Nets to be able to um, add him, too, but they made it happen, and that, that just gives them a lot more depth for the playoffs. 41 All-Star appearances combined on that roster right now which is crazy mm-hmm. things you gotta They're do to beat six. lebron they'll beat him and they're gonna make said, it to the finals i said the things they gotta do to beat lebron I said i said they'll beat him oh yeah 
They'll yeah. crush them. Yeah, I still got fingers crossed that neither of those teams make the finals. I want to see that. I want to see that. Hey, the late the Lakers threw a punch back with the buyout market too, adding DeAndre Drummond. Do you think that that was a good addition, Ethan, or do you think that it the still Lakers won't be enough? Andre Drummond, I, I I do think it's a good addition, but it it won't be enough to make it out of the West. Yeah, but, yeah. Drummond's and a good target. Suns, Warriors, according to Chris. Yep. Portland. <laughs> Warriors. A, a lot, a lot of good teams in the West and in the East too. I, I still don't n- know what the uh, playoffs are going to shape up as, especially with this uh, new playing, playing game edition this season. Will be interesting. That it will. And that will also do it for the tip-off this week. All right. Thanks. Once again, I'd also love to hear any comments that you guys have. So hit us up on Twitter. Follow either at the tip-off pod or you can hit me up at Simon is tweeting. And we also have a Reddit account. And you can hit us up on our Reddit page at r slash tipoff at the tipoff podcast. And we would love to hear any uh, predictions or hot sports takes you guys have. And we will see you guys next week. Yes, sir.